Well, it's good to be with you this evening. I already mentioned that Ash Wednesday is a, something that takes some courage to be honest about our own condition, about the world around us. And we're going to look in a moment at Psalm 120. And some of the questions that might come up through Psalm 120 are such as this. You know, have we ever grown tired with how the world is? I imagine the answer is yes. Have you ever grown tired with how the world is? Have you ever grown tired with how people treat one another or how they treat you? And I'm assuming that for all of us, the answer is yes to those things. I ask that because our psalm tonight that we'll look at, the heartbeat of that psalm is such questions. A longing and a distress for things to be different. It opens with words saying about distress and about longing. One author describing Psalm 120 says, It's not beautiful, it's harsh. I'm in trouble, I'm in distress. It ends, they are for war. But I want us to see that this harshness, these harsh topics are actually a gift to us, a gift from God. God giving us words in which we can honestly express how we feel to Him. I'm in distress, help me. And there are two main sources of distress in our passage that I'll read in a moment. But those two main sources are lying neighbors and hostile ones. Neighbors who lie and those who are hostile. Tired of lies, sick of deception, overwhelmed and hurt by hostility or violence, a longing for things to be different. Psalm 120 is such a song as this. Let's follow in your order. You can see this passage. Psalm 120 reads, A song of ascents. In my distress I called to the Lord and He answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you? What more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshech, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar, Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. This is God's word given for our good. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for tonight's service, a chance to gather in your presence. We thank you for your word, even words that invite us to express longings and dissatisfaction, a fatigue and a weariness about how things are. Pray that these words would not just be on a page, but they would become the words of our heart, that we can speak them to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, in our meditation, I want to take a moment to look at lying neighbors and then hostile ones. So starting off with lying, our passage says, I'm in trouble. I cry to God, desperate for an answer. Deliver me from all these liars, God. They smile so sweetly, but lie through their teeth. Free me from such lips, from such deceitful tongues. And where we can start is by asking, can you relate? Can you relate? Maybe you know the disorientation of being lied to. The insecurity of being deceived. Maybe you know the anger of being misled. The shame. The shame of not seeing how things are. And we might feel shame. We might feel shame, but shouldn't we be able to trust another? 
How did I not see? How did I not know what was going on? But isn't the problem the one who hides and the one who deceives? The psalmist's words remind us of the world that we live in, a world that is beautiful, but also one full of lies. Think of the fatigue and discouragement from the corruption and lying that mark many of our leaders. The pain and fear we hear when those who have entrusted with children are found to be lying and unsafe. We feel exhausted by those we work with or we work for when they won't tell us what is true. Those we love hiding things or family members or neighbors spreading gossip or slander that hurt us. You don't need me to tell you that such lies hurt and cost us, bring loss and confusion, pain and anger, and that while honesty is the starting place and the condition for intimacy and for connection, lies subvert life, deceit undermines it, leaving us insecure and damaged. I said Ash Wednesday takes courage. It might be painful to admit, but it's possible that in our office, in our homes, in our marriage, that lies are present. That even within ourselves, that we are full of lies. The passage that was just read by John tells us that Jesus says, watch out for your own hypocrisy. That even your good deeds, your religious activity, can be marked with lies. He warns some give money with just the hope of being seen. Some offer long and eloquent prayers just so others would say how wonderful they are. And some offer service, but they do so making sure that they look just pious enough that people know how diligent they are. Praying and giving and serving can be reduced by our twisted hearts. It can be reduced down to an opportunity to be seen in a good light, an opportunity to control our image. As I've said, Ash Wednesday is a call, an invitation for you and I to be honest. To be honest about our mortality, that we are dust and to dust we shall return. And to be honest about our condition, that we lie and that we are marked by sin and brokenness. And to be honest about the world we live in, that is frustrating and it hurts us and we long for it to be different. Such honesty can be hard because it speaks of our vulnerability, but it also is an invitation for us to direct our hope to God. I don't want just to leave us with the reality of lies, right? We need to remember that our Savior, the one who died on the, the cross, that He knows what it is to be lied to. That Jesus knows what it was to be betrayed, even betrayed by those he loved and was close to. And we're reminded that God sees and God knows. That in a world that tells us a variety of lies, our God speaks truth. Telling you and me that we were made in God's image, made to love God and to love our neighbors. And that God, no one else, no other power, that God alone holds our life in his hands. And that God sees you to the depths, but loves you fully in Christ. These are truths that we cling to in the midst of our longings. 
Lord, I am in distress from the lies and the lying neighbors around me. But it goes on, I'm also troubled by the hostility, the hostility of those around me. God, my whole life is lived among quarreling neighbors. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. And our passage references a couple places. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshech. I dwell in the tents of Kedar. These are two locations outside of Israel, and they're functioning as metaphors, as symbols of places that were distant and known for their strife, known for their wars, known for their conflicts. Saying, woe to me, too long have I lived in a place that's marked by hostility and violence. One author I read recently said that we turn every community into a sect. That humans turn every community into a sect, meaning that human hearts that somehow we like to, that we take pleasure in gathering of people, but then dividing them up, labeling them in certain parts or certain categories, drawing lines to judge and to evaluate, to fight and compete. In large groups and small, we draw lines between those who are in and those who are out, between those who are like me and those who are other. And we can say that nothing has characterized our race more in history than conflict and violence. We know this in very painful and real ways in the city that we live in. Over the last three years, Chicago, roughly 6,000 people have been wounded by gunfire, with 2,000 people having been murdered in those three years. If we go further back, in 20 years, roughly 60,000 have been wounded by gunfire and over 14,000 killed. For too long have we dwelled in a place of violence. This is not the way it's supposed to be. In our passage, God gives us words and invites us to cry out, asking for things to be different, longing. And of course, you and I know that violence and hostility is not just by way of gun or weapons. We can experience hate or we can hate our brothers and sisters in other ways. Jesus says that we can do so with our words and our actions, not just with weapons. That we judge or we evaluate based on our appearance or reject people based on certain criteria, their education or their resources. That maybe you and I, that we have this gift that we even find criteria, find ways to create categories to put ourselves over others. Or maybe we can think of even the acceptable forms of hostility when we get angry or harsh, when others are more successful than we are, or when others receive attention that we long for, or when others have what we want. And if we think of hostility that we've experienced or that we have dished out, we also have to think of the language or the names that we use when we speak of others. We speak of our neighbors or our co-workers, even our family or our spouse especially in times of anger. The psalm invites us to long for things to be different. I am for peace. I desire to walk in a different way. Peace here is the word shalom, not just the absence of violence, but the wholeness and the fullness of the good of creation, that there is a flourishing among all people. The image being of a table filled with the blessings and the resources of this world and that everybody has a place at the table to enjoy the good things. 
And the psalmist cries out, this is what I long for, but the world does not share my concern. Tonight we have a chance not only to be honest, but to think about what it is that we want in our life regarding lies and hostility. The psalm invites us to commit to God and to shalom, to walk in a way different than the values of our world. Again, Jesus is our model. Not only was he lied to, but he was one who became acquainted with violence. You know that, right? The one who came in peace. The one who saw those that others had forgotten. The one who invited people in that had been pushed away. Was crushed. Rejected. Humiliated as a criminal. But when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. And when he suffered, he did not threaten. But he gave himself to God, trusting his Father to bring forth justice and righteousness. And we're invited as well on this eve of Lent to think about our life, our lies, and our hostility, to think about the ways that we've been wounded as well, and to direct ourselves to God. Lord, I cry out, I'm in trouble. I cry out, I'm in distress. I pray that we may know the forgiveness of God, but also we may know the healing that God sees you and loves you. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that you would minister to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.